Welcome to the Disney Drive Podcast. On this episode, we are going to be talking about my recent trip to Walt Disney World. Um, So, without further ado, let's get into the details of my May 2019 trip to Walt Disney World. Okay, so the first thing I'd like to talk about was uh, the resort I stayed at. So I stayed at the newly renovated Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, I think the extensive, you know, renovations are happening, or happened, um, finished in the fall of 2018. I believe it was the new lobby and um, main eating area were finished in November of 2018. Um... There's still construction going on with the Skyliner and the Riviera um, on the grounds. Um, however, I can say that you, you know, you can see the construction on the Riviera, but, you know, we didn't hear any noise from it really at all. I almost never heard um, any beeping from big trucks or anything I mean it's very vertical it looked like what they were doing is probably mostly inside and then um, they're doing the finishing touches on the outside probably more like the painting and and, and a little bit of facade work but it's pretty far along like yeah I don't it wouldn't hear much noise and and same with the Skyliner like they're testing the gondolas so there's no real um, noise from them especially on the lines you know I think that people were wondering what the the noise of a gondola was going to be going over the resorts, they are silent. You could be standing right underneath it, and you virtually hear absolutely nothing. So, um, as far as a construction standpoint, um, the Caribbean Beach Resort, you know, the construction is is not even a factor right now. It's it's completely like any other resort, in my opinion, as far as as the noise level from, from construction. Um, I'd like to get into... Um, some of the overall, you know, my overall experience at the resort. I thought the resort, um, from a looks standpoint, like the the ambiance, the the music, the vibe, everything, it was awesome. One of the best Disney resorts I've stayed at. Um, I love that, you know, Caribbean theme. I love the, you know, steel drum music that they play. Um, the waterway that goes right through the middle of the resort is beautiful the design of the buildings is great the new lobby area um, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it because they kind of you know took out I would say they made it up kind of a more modern theme and I'm not so much into that when I'm at Disney when they kind of strip it down and make it a bare-bones theme but it was so nice in there it was beautiful it was you know welcoming it made you really feel you know made it feel really nice in there I think and and I I really really enjoyed um the overall theme and music and atmosphere that the the hotel brought now I think one of the biggest things that people look for um and whatever resort they're going to stay at on Disney is what is the food like um my opinion um of the Caribbean Beach, although we did not eat at Sebastian's Bistro, which I've heard great things about. We just did not eat there. 
um, just because you're out at you know Disney Springs or at the parks and stuff, and we just didn't you know find a time really to to utilize that sit down um, restaurant. But um, the main area, the Centertown Market, was a bit disappointing food wise. Um, there wasn't really a lot of options, and they weren't terribly Caribbean themed. Like it was kind of generic you know American style food that they put like one little element into each dish to make it you know kind of barely Caribbean themed so that was a bit disappointing um the sitting area is very nice it's it's comfortable it's it's well themed but just the food there was not the um was not the greatest um, I love that the resort has a ton of those Coke freestyle machines. So when you buy the reusable mug, you get like, you know, the hundred options of pop you can fill up. Um, that's one of the big pluses about, because I know just visiting other resorts, they're not, they either don't have them at every resort or they're not as readily spread out through the resort as they are at least at Caribbean Beach because they were by our rooms there was one there's like four in the main eating area and then there's one I think there's one at every area of like each um, themed room area like there's you know one in Jamaica Trinidad you know all that there's ones there and then there's like four in the main area so there's a lot of them in the resort. You're pretty much never really that far from those Coke freestyle machines, which is, those things are great for those refillable mugs. They just give you so many options and, and you can get, you know, things like Powerade out of there and stuff if you're a little bit dehydrated. They're they're great. Um, the other eating um, place, the Spyglass Grill, uh, something I didn't know, and, you know, it's my own fault for not researching, but the Spyglass Grill is quite out of the way at the resort it's a quick service location and this is where you get a lot of the traditional um caribbean stuff like you can get cuban sandwiches and some you know these chicken tacos and you know all the things like that that you expect that you'd get from a quick service but it's so out of the way it's located in a building and now i don't remember the area name i don't remember if it was trinidad i think it's in trinidad area but it's so far to the one side of the resort that it's like a it's almost a 10 minute walk from the main building to go to this other quick service location and we didn't even eat there once we we went and looked at the menu one day and when we we weren't actually hungry we just went to go check it out to see if we'd come back and every time we were hungry we just it wasn't worth the walk and especially it's it, you have to eat outside there's no indoor seating there's like a covered area with a few tables but other than that but you're still like open air you're outside which is fine because the weather in florida is nice most of the time but sometimes you really don't want to eat when it's you know 90 degrees outside you really don't want to eat outside <laughs> Um, so that was a bit disappointing that it's not, you know, especially if you're like on staying in the, like we were staying in the Jamaica area, which is, um, 
it's right kind of, I guess it would be like the middle area. Like there's stuff to the right, there's stuff to the left, there's stuff, there's rooms in the middle kind of thing. And we're kind of in the middle. So we weren't really that far from anything. But if you're staying in the opposite side, and I think that's probably, I think that's the Aruba area. Like that's a 15 plus minute walk to go to that quick service location in your own resort. That to me, that's a bit ridiculous. Like it should be it should be more readily accessible and especially since that's the place that has the more authentic uh, Caribbean food why is it that out of the way like that that should be what's in the main area and then if you're if you want your chicken fingers and hamburgers you can go walk to the other area like that's the way it should be to me but um, that's the way it's designed Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the uh, the transportation um, at the resort. So obviously the Skyliner is not operational yet. However, it will be, you know, pretty soon. And and I think that that's going to be a great option. But uh, we use the, the bus system to go everywhere there. Uh, and the location of Caribbean Beach is actually one of the better locations... I've, you know, had for a resort anytime I've stayed at Disney, you know, Hollywood Studios was like a seven minute bus ride, um, which is really close. Epcot was again, like 10 minutes, maybe, uh, Animal Kingdom was like 12, 13 minutes, um, Magic Kingdom, I mean, Magic Kingdom's far for, you know, it's a 20 minute bus ride plus for no matter what resort, unless you're on the you know monorail loop it's it's gonna be a you know a hike just because of where it's located on the grounds but Caribbean Beach was so close like we got on a bus um for the 9 9 a.m opening of Hollywood Studios or the 8 sorry 8 o'clock the magic hour we were running a bit late we got on the bus at 8 and we got off the bus at Hollywood Studios at like 8.09 that's when we were already walking in like it was so fast like if you're late to the magic hours and stuff going to Magic Kingdom like you're wasting so much time like we were like oh well this you know we were running a little bit late and it, and it didn't even matter so you know I think you know people say that Disney transportation can be a bit iffy and sure it is when you're at certain places you wait a long time um you know, when you're coming from Disney Springs, sometimes you got to wait a long time for your bus to show up there to go back to your resort or at the end of the night, some places, you know, you get more buses frequently than others. But leaving your resort in the morning to head to a park, I had absolutely no issues. It was fast getting everywhere. It was it was one of the better locations for getting to a park, I think, that, that you could have for, for a, um, you know, a Disney resort that's not, you know, a deluxe um, you know, being a moderate, it was it was one of the better better locations for sure. Even to Disney Springs, you know, it was pretty quick. It was like ten minutes, and you were from the time you got on the bus till you're getting off at Disney Springs, it was quick. I, I have absolutely no complaints about um, the travel times from that resorts to to any anywhere we went. Okay, so now getting into uh, the days we were in the the parks. Um, the first day or first park we went to was Magic Kingdom. Um, 
we had the initial plan to stay there because they had uh, from nine till the extra magic hours were from 10 to 12. We were going to try and do the entire day there, like whatever that is, 15 hours. Um, yeah, it was way too hot. It was like 88 degrees and not a cloud in the sky. Um, we ended up um, taking a break in the middle of the day and then around 2 or 3 and coming back at about 6. Um, but uh, the first fast pass we had was uh, for, I think it was, it was around 10 o'clock and we had Big Thunder Mountain. So we got to the park and we went and rode Haunted Mansion um, and the People Mover. And then we went to Big Thunder and then we did Splash Mountain and then we did um, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid or the Little Mermaid ride. I, I can't, really, can't remember what the proper name for it is, but we did that. And then we hit Space Mountain and we did all of that by, I want to say, 1245. So we accomplished a lot. Then we ate at uh, Casey's Corner, which is one of my favorite. And we had the hot dog of the month, which was the Casey's classic hot diggity dog. Um, it comes with like hash browns, fried onions, um, bacon, and a chipotle sauce. And oh my God, that was the best hot dog I have ever had. That thing was amazing. I wish that was something that was on their menu all the time and not just a hot dog of the month. But uh, yeah, I can't say enough you know, good things about that hot dog. And, and I always enjoy eating at Casey's. I know it's not the greatest food, but it's somewhere where as a kid I always went uh, with my family. So now it's just comes to be kind of a tradition that that's always where I have lunch. Um, so after that, I think we rode maybe one or two more rides and then we went back to the hotel. When we came back, um, we were to get some fast passes for for a couple things and and you know we rode pretty much everything in the park uh besides we did not ride carousel of progress or peter pan's flight but we did every single other ride in the park including we went to tom sawyer island as well um oh and we didn't do the monsters inc laugh floor we didn't do that um, yeah, so we watched the then we watched the fireworks, which are always, always so awesome. And then uh, for the first time ever, I went on the um, astral orbiter uh, at night. And I can tell you, uh, two adults trying to fit in one of those things, my gosh, is that tough? Uh, my knees were pressed against the side, and it was painful uh, ride. But man, the view from up there. Uh, when when you know all the lights are on in the park and you see the lights from the, all the other resorts on on Bay Lake there that is phenomenal you know that is such so worth it to ride that ride at night it's it's incredible you know and and I'm so glad that I got to do it and you know it was just it was you know it was a perfect first day at Disney you know there was there was you know nothing went down 
um, for longer than, you know, like 20 minutes, you know, Space Mountain always goes down and it was only for like 20 minutes. So it was never, you know, we didn't, it wasn't like we lost out on riding that or lost out on a fast pass or anything like that. So it was awesome. And it was just, it was so much, it's always my favorite way to start a, a Disney vacation is doing one of those long days at Magic Kingdom. You know, it's just puts you right in that, that Disney mood. The next park we went to was Epcot. Um, it's kind of, as an adult, it's turning into probably my second favorite park. I mean, I don't think anything can pass Magic Kingdom, but Epcot is just so much fun now as an adult. And uh, it was just, you know, this time, you know, we were there during the Flower and Garden Festival, so that's always nice. I love when the park is done up with the flowers and stuff. I think it just enhances Epcot. I think it just makes it that much more enjoyable when there's you know it's just just like it's such a beautiful park with world showcase and all that stuff to begin with but then when you add those flowers and 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 the smells and everything in there it's just it's just so much better um the awesome thing is this time for the first time i got to ride um the new version of test track um presented by chevrolet and I was very skeptical because I know they turned it all futuristic and I thought, you know, it was so great when they made it feel like it was a realistic, um, you know, test, like it was, you know, it was like, you know, they had more realistic trees and the semi that, you know, almost hits you or you think you're going to hit is, is actually look like a real semi and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I was very skeptical, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, but uh, I, I, I still really enjoyed the ride. I thought the process of designing a car and being able to make it, you know, ridiculously silly is is you know adds an element to it uh, but I, I still miss the old one I still like the old version better but um, you know the new version is still good it, it, it's still good it's still worth riding it's still worth waiting you know 50 minutes for you know it, it's it's a great ride um, this time one of the things that we got to do that I've never done um, we got to eat um, in the Mexico Pavilion at the San Angelin, um, never done that before. Um, beautiful restaurant, beautiful um, building. As as you know, you guys, I'm sure know that pavilion inside is just great. It's I love the theming. Everything about it was uh, the food was phenomenal. Um, it was just so nice to you know to eat the eat in there and taking the atmosphere and seeing the grand fiesta tour go by although we weren't at uh one of those seats those tables that's right next to the to the ride but you know you can still see it a little bit and it's just a great place you know i, I would highly recommend if you like um the mexican food that that you eat there because it is it is absolutely great food and and it's not I wouldn't say it's overly expensive. It's not expensive for what you get. Let's just say that. I mean, some people think everybody has a different understanding of what's expensive, uh, but for my uh, for my take, it, it it's certainly not expensive for the quality and 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 enjoyment you'll get out of eating in that restaurant. Um, other than that, we kind of just enjoyed really exploring all the pavilions um you know for the first time i watched the uh the o canada show uh i thought that was really neat i i, I enjoyed that um it was it was funny you know martin shorts was it was funny and and you know as somebody who who lives in canada um 
it's kind of funny to watch other people watching it and, and it's funny that you know they only highlight in the video the, you know the major places they kind of gloss over the middle part of the country and they tell you more about about uh, Vancouver and, and Montreal and Toronto and a little bit of you know the, the against on the on the east coast but uh, they skip kind of most of Alberta Saskatchewan and Manitoba which is kind of funny but I mean you expect that you're only gonna show people you know stuff they know or, or, or things that you think they would want to know about I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the middle of the country there's beautiful things there too but they're not you know the typically the things that Canada is known for I guess um, but yeah it was a great day at Epcot and 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 it was nice to to really get a chance this time to explore all the pavilions and watch a little bit of the shows and and just take it all in okay so the next park we went to was Hollywood Studios um, so obviously Galaxy's Edge was not open yet um, but uh, Toy Story Land. This is the first time I have been to Toy Story Land since it opened. And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, not that I had any expectations that it would be bad. Um, it is small, as you know, people have been saying since it opened. It is a small land, and it's, you know, but the theming is exceptional. It is truly one of the best themed. Um, lands, even though it's small, that at Disney, I I love the theming. You know, you're supposed to feel like you shrunk down to the size of a toy, and I think it really, really has that feel. Genuinely, if you spend enough time in there, you kind of feel that, and 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 I really like that. Um, the thing I was probably the most pleasantly surprised about was how good Slinky Dog Dash was. Um, you know, it was marketed as being such a, a family-friendly roller coaster, and it is. Don't get me wrong, it is. But it was a lot faster um, than I thought. Like, I thought it was going to be as, along the same lines as Mine Train. Um, you know, short, not, uh, not, not the most thrilling. Very fun, but not, not, not really thrilling. Um, but Slinky Dog, I would, I would say it's pretty thrilling. In you know in a family coaster way like because it's so smooth and not you know not like a I don't want to say rickety but you know like how big thunder you know you can you can bring kids on it obviously but it, it you know it shakes around a bit and, and and it's loud and and slinky dog is just so smooth and whatever but you know you get pretty high in the air you, you actually go pretty pretty quick over the turns and stuff like it was an amazing ride I I thought it was way better than mine train um way better i would recommend slinky dog over mine train any day um and the queue the only thing about um swirling saucers and slinky dog or the queues are, are open air and uh the day we were there it was very hot it was 92 i want to say it was 92 degrees outside and just pure sun and although you got shade over your head for most of the queue in either case, it's just so hot. The humidity just really gets you in those queues. And and uh, that is something that I honestly don't really understand how they, in Florida, you can really build open-air queues at this point. 
for new rides because it's it's just too hot. And, and, and I get that people from Florida may be able to handle that or the south, but you get people from all over the world traveling to to Florida for for these attractions. So I think that that's just not, you know, I, I just don't, just put the queue indoors. That's that's all. You know, you, doing open-air queues and putting some little fans in the corner, it doesn't really help. It's not really that helpful. Um, so yeah, as far as the rest of um, you know Hollywood Studios, I mean, it, I, I love the I love the attractions in the park, but I always get that feeling every time you're there that yeah, it's it's just it's hard to spend a whole day there. Like it's hard to even spend a whole day there with Toy Story Land, and I get when Galaxy's Edge opens, especially at the beginning, it's going to be a whole day park just because you're going to have to spend half your day waiting <laughs> in the land, but. Uh, yeah, like we went and we left halfway through the day and then came back. Um, which brings me to the new um, nighttime show, The Wonderful World of Animation. Um, got to watch that, which just started May 1st. You know, um, I had no clue what to expect besides the fact that I knew that it was just all about their animated feature films throughout the years, but I didn't know what. And it was projected on the Chinese theater. That's all I really knew. Um, yeah, there's really not fireworks in it. There's fireworks go off in a few occasions, but it's not a fireworks show by any means. Um, it's basically just music and clips all over of a bunch of movies. Um, it's entertaining. Um, it goes on at this, well, at least when we were there, it was on the same time as Fantasmic. So you'd have to pick the two and then the Star Wars is on after that. Um, definitely the Star Wars fireworks are the best at Hollywood Studios and, Honestly, now that I've seen, you know, Fantasmic before and, I, and I've seen this animation, I don't know. I think you pick Fantasmic just because it's not like this is this is cool for an adult. Like an adult would find this fun to see the, all these older movies and stuff like that. But a kid's not really going to enjoy it unless there's probably fireworks and Fantasmic has fireworks and characters and stuff. And I think that's just the better option. Um, but yeah, the Star Wars, though, the Star Wars fireworks we watched I've, or I watched those again. And I just love them. Those are those are great fireworks show. Okay, so the last uh, park day that we had, we went to uh, we did half day Animal Kingdom, and then went back to the Magic Kingdom to to end the trip. Um, it was just a ridiculously hot day at uh, again at Animal Kingdom. I mean, I don't I don't subscribe to the fact where people say that Animal Kingdom is hotter. Uh, I don't. I think it's more humid there, but I don't think it feels hotter. I think you just feel the heat in a different way. Like when you're at Magic Kingdom, it's just radiating off concrete. Um, at Animal Kingdom, it's just more humid, but the heat is it's still intense. I don't I don't think it's any more hot. But um, one thing um, that we didn't ride we didn't ride Navi River Journey uh, this time. Just not worth it. Um, we're considering riding Cali River Rapids because it was so and then so hot outside, and then wait time was 95 minutes at like 11 a.m. and we were not doing that. I was not gonna wait in that like 95 minutes to just to cool off. Um, but uh, I would say my biggest tip um, is to get your flight of passage fast pass as early in the morning as possible, and then right when the park opens, go straight to Expedition Everest. And you can literally ride that attraction 
three, four times in a row with like 10 minute wait right when you get to the park. Nobody goes there. Everybody goes to Pandora and literally it's a 10 minute, 20 minute wait for Expedition Everest for the first hour and a half probably the park is open. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's great if you get a fast pass for Flight of Passage because you can literally ride that ride a bunch of times. And that is, the, in my opinion, the best roller coaster at Walt Disney World is, is Expedition Everest. So we rode that, I think, three times. Um, then we rode Flight of Passage. And then uh, we rode, like, Dinosaur. And then got to do Kilimanjaro Safari. Um, yeah, it was just, a, that was a great morning. We did a lot of stuff. Uh, I was a little disappointed, you know, timing-wise with what we wanted to do at Magic Kingdom going back there that we didn't get to see the Festival of the Lion King, which is the best show, in my opinion, at Walt Disney World. It's just a fantastic production. I, I loved it every time I've seen it. Um, but unfortunately, did not get, uh, did not choose to watch it this time. Um, so yeah, then we went, uh, to Magic Kingdom again and kind of just took it easy like we just kind of walked around saw what kind of fast pass we could get and then we didn't end up we were rode like we rode a few rides like we were we went back to the hotel first and got to the Magic Kingdom at like four o'clock we rode a couple rides um we ate at Pinocchio Village House or Hoose or whatever <laughs> whatever way you want to pronounce that uh never eaten there before I mean it's quick service stuff it's a little different like I had a a chicken parmesan sandwich which is it was pretty good but i mean it's just quick service food um this time did not watch the fireworks and chose to ride some rides like uh, big thunder and uh haunted mansion and stuff at night those rides are always better at night uh, space mountain again at night i like that one because going in and out it feels more authentic when it's dark outside because the inside is dark obviously um and then um finished the night off with going on Splash Mountain in the first row and getting absolutely soaked <laughs> at 10 p.m. <laughs> so we clothes never dried off because the sun was down and it was only, you know, 75 degrees outside or less. So it was, uh, that was pretty funny. That was an experience I've never had. I've never ridden Splash Mountain after the sun was down to get wet. So, uh, that was fun though. I mean, it's 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 Splash Mountain is still one of my all-time favorite rides, and and you know, doesn't matter what time of day it is, I'm I'm always gonna want to ride it. So uh, yeah. So I uh, just want to touch on a few points about uh, Disney Springs. Um, I didn't get to go to any of the new restaurants that have opened up. Really, I I just didn't. You know, there's so many restaurants there that had already been open that I didn't have a chance to go to previously that I wasn't I didn't go to any new ones but one that I tried for the first time was uh, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming and wow was that amazing that was one of the best meals I've had on Disney property ever um, if you guys don't know that's it's like a southern like they specialize in like fried chicken but they have just a lot of southern kind of foods and stuff but that fried chicken is amazing um I got just like the signature one. I can't remember the name of it, but it comes with like your pieces of fried chicken, uh, mashed potatoes, and uh, and like a cheddar biscuit. It was just amazing. I cannot recommend that place enough. Um, I, I'm I wouldn't say I would disappoint. The only thing I was a little bit disappointed was just the decor of the place. Like it's nice. It's a nice building. I just thought 
it was just oddly themed, I guess, for being Southern style. It didn't seem that, you know, for being Southern food, it didn't seem very Southern in there. But, I mean, that's whatever. I don't, you know, the food is amazing. So I could care less what the place looks like if the food is amazing. <laughs> um, and another thing, this was my first time in the fully completed new World of Disney store. Uh, the last time I was there, it was half complete. So I got to see half of what the new thing would look like. And uh, when I saw that, the previous time I was there, I was not impressed because I really liked the way the old store looked. I loved the characters. I loved just how, you know, classic Disney it felt. Um, but my tune changed uh, seeing it fully completed. Um, it's a beautiful space. I, I actually really like it. Um, it's amazing how much bigger the store feels and how much more room there is when after taking down all those walls and stuff and just really opening it up into a big area. Um, so although I do miss the characters hanging from the ceiling and, 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 you know, the themed little areas in there, I think this, this, uh, new world of Disney store is actually really nice. And, 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 and I'm not going to say that I'm glad they changed it, but I, I don't have any problem with it. You know, it's, it's, it's really nice space and, and, uh, the shopping experiences is less congested. That is for sure. Okay, just a few final thoughts on the uh, trip as a whole, the overall kind of experience. Um, a couple of things that just, I mean, they, I don't think they were a reality, but or I don't think this was a reality, but it seemed less expensive. And I get that Disney gets more expensive, but uh, the last time I went uh, in 2018, uh, it, it compared to this time, it just felt like it felt less expensive. And I don't know if that's because my mindset you know, was more used to the fact that it was going to be expensive and maybe I overcompensated with how expensive I thought it was going to be, but, um, it didn't seem, seem like it was, it, it was as expensive as it, as it is in reality, I guess, which is, which is awesome. That's a, you know, you don't want to go there and, and then feel like, oh my God, this is, this is outrageous. I can't afford this now that you're there or you got to cut way back. And I never felt like that once. Like I know the classically overpriced things are, you know, alcohol and, and stuff, but I found that, you know, maybe it's just from living in Canada where we have more expensive alcohol to begin with that, you know, at the resort, I was paying $8 for a beer, you know, 22 ounce beer. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I wouldn't really be questioning it if it was $6, but I'm like, Disney upcharges anyways, and I, I honestly would expect it to be more than that. So um, I found that drinking in the parks, if you wanted a beer in the parks, you had a couple, I had a drink in Hollywood Studios and and, and, and at Disney Springs and, and whatever, but um, at the hotel, it didn't seem that bad. The hotel seemed like it was like, I don't know, maybe it was just beer, like beer on tap seemed like it was like a dollar cheaper than in the parks, and I don't know if that's true or not, or whatever, but that's just what it seemed to me, um, it just seemed like kind of, you know, if you played, if you, if you really kind of watched what you're doing, you didn't really have to spend an exorbitant amount of money on, on anything, really, um, another thing is I loved, loved the new merchandise they came out with recently, um, uh, I love, like, how, especially some of the t-shirts they have, they, they're going a lot of, uh, like retro, like kind of seventies vibe with a lot of the t-shirt designs. Um, I really like that because I think that the retro look and for Disney stuff is always really cool. Um, 
I really like those new buttons they came out with that are like fan inspired. There's like, uh, I'm here for the snacks. There's like, meet me at the purple wall, meet me at the people mover, kind of stuff like that. Like there are these nice buttons. They're not pins, they're like buttons. They're pretty big. Like they're like an oversized button. Um, I didn't get any just because I thought, what am I going to do with a button? And I, 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 what I was wishing was that they had t-shirts that with the same design, but they didn't. But uh, I thought the concept was, was great. And I liked that Disney, you know, went there and, and kind of took a more fan approach because, you know, things like the purple wall, it's not like, you know, Disney doesn't really care about it. It's a fan-driven, you know, phenomenon. But Disney's actually, you know, taking the time to make something that's, you know, kind of a fan-oriented thing, which I think was really cool. And uh, another thing I noticed is that May might be probably the best time to visit. I've been there now twice in May, and it just seems like it's it's not that busy then. And, and, and you know, the crowd and the weather is good, and, and the crowds aren't too big, so I recommend it. Okay, so that wraps up my trip recap uh, episode um, for my May 2019 trip. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at the Disney Drive. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>